Yeah. I'll work till I die. It's the American dream. That it is. <laughs> yep. Dance, monkey, dance. Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? I'm doing great. Looks like it's not going to rain today during our recording, so <laughs> fingers crossed. Well, it might rain here, so there's a 50-50 shot. Uh, uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> so I had an interesting week. You did? Yes, I went to the doctor this this week for my yearly physical. Uh oh. And, and my A1C was over seven. Oh, welcome to the club. So I am officially diabetic, I guess. Or pre diabetic. Pre diabetic. Or, or whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, he asked me if I wanted to try something new. And I was like, what do you have in mind? And so he's put me on Ozembic. I've seen commercials for that's, it. Yeah, that's what I take. Okay. Um. So, for did any, your insurance cover it? Well, he gave me the so the first month is a trial one that he had okay. in the office. Oh, okay. And then he was pretty sure that my insurance would cover the rest of it. Because mm, mine's giving me a hard time right now. No, oh, okay. Um, but wow. I'm only supposed to be on it for three months. He, okay. he basically said if if in three months the sugar is down and I've lost some weight, I should be okay. Okay. Um, but I was unprepared, even though that he had talked to me and the nurse talked to me about what this would do. So I don't I don't know what your experience is, and I'm now curious to find out. Um, so he basically said to me the biggest side effect is you're going to feel nauseous. That's, that's, that's it. Okay. Yep. So I, I had done a bunch of research. Like I had gotten, I had gotten the vial of medicine on Tuesday and I didn't end up taking it my first shot until Wednesday night. And in the meantime, I had looked at, I had looked online because I wanted to find out like best place to actually give the injection and, so what I found out was like a lot the the people that I watched were like take it at night because if you get nauseous you're going to sleep through most of it. Mm-hmm. So I was like okay that kind of works. And so um Wednesday night I around eight o'clock I went downstairs and I took it out of the refrigerator and I went to the bathroom and I gave myself the shot. And okay. I don't know if it was psychosomatic. I don't know what your what your experience is, but I put it back in the refrigerator and went walking up the stairs and halfway up the stairs. I was like, oh, I was like, like all of a sudden I got nauseous and I was like, could it work that fucking fast? 
So I don't, I don't know. Uh, okay. And usually with me, after I take the shot, it's like the next day I start feeling nauseous. Okay. But it's not like, you know, jump back into bed. It's just kind of like, it's like, okay, take a couple of deep breaths. Yeah. Just yep. go away. Yep. And so, um, one of the things that the nurse was telling me was like, because I asked her, I was like, should I be avoiding anything? Like what should, should like, am I, am I trying to cut sugar out? Am I trying to like, should I not eat fruit? And she was like, Oh no, you can eat it, but you're not going to want to. And I kind of was, didn't understand what that meant until, um, my first meal the next day was two hard boiled eggs. Okay. Which I normally eat. And after that, I felt like I had eaten a Thanksgiving dinner. Really? Like I felt completely full and like, I was like, I don't want lunch now. I was like, and I, I don't know if that's, that's a common experience. I know it's supposed to like curb your appetite and make you feel full. But like for the past week, I have like, we went out for lunch yesterday and we went to firehouse subs and I got a salad and halfway through the salad, I was like, I don't want anymore. Hmm. So I don't know if this is, and like I started out with a really low dose, so I don't know what's going to happen when I like up the dosage. <laughs> I don't know if you, I'll be like, you'll just get used to it. Okay. You'll get used to it. It's been very weird. Like it's, it's the weirdest shit that I've been on for sure. Yeah. Cause at one time he had put me on like I, he had called it like legal speed and I don't know what the name of it actually was. And he was like, okay. he was like, you're going to get real jittery and you're going to lose a ton of weight, but you're going to get a ton of shit done. And I hated it. I hated how I felt. I had this weird taste in my mouth all the time. And so like I stopped taking it and he was like, yeah, if it, if it's going to make you feel like that, don't take it. Hmm. But this is, this is a brand new experience. Like I've never, eaten something and like something small and then been like, I'm not hungry at all. Which should help. I mean, it should curb like snacking and shit. So we'll see. Yeah, it will. I mean, I have an Atkins bar and coffee for breakfast. I have an Atkins bar for lunch and then I have a sensible meal for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) But if I have lunch, then I'm not hungry through dinner. So it does. Yeah, because being that I've done intermittent fasting for a while, like yep. I normally don't eat dinner anyway. And mm-hmm. but I've I've run into this thing where like I've noticed that like after I pick up the kid from school, I'm like a little bit hungry. So I had been like eating little shit. But like this past week, I've just been I've eaten lunch and been like, nope, I'm good. Oh, nice. Like to the point where like the next day I'm still like, I don't know if I'm hungry, but I know I should eat. Right. Which was the weird part yesterday because it was like a salad and I was like, it's not that many calories and it shouldn't be like, I know I got to finish this just because like I need to eat something today. Right. Like it's weird. Well, and you got to make sure that you keep your calories up. Right. I mean, I've I've dropped down to about 1,600 calories a day after I have no idea how many I had taken before that. Right. But if you don't take in enough calories, 
your body's going to start storing fat. Yeah, and that's and that's not going to help. Right. So yeah. So it's been quite the well, adventure good luck. this week. Thanks. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> I go back this month or no next month. So hopefully it's gone down even more for me. Yeah. It'd be nice well, that's to exciting. shed some weight. Yeah. It's all about the diet. I know. But that's, I mean, I'm, that's I'm, the thing. Like if I, t if I spelled out for you every day, what I ate, you'd be like, why are you still fat? <laughs> I'd I mean, say it's because you're not eating the right things. Okay, so three days a week, um, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, my lunch consists of a fresh spinach salad with tomatoes and cucumber and a no sugar, no um, no fat dressing. Okay. And a um, a tuna sandwich with light mayo and not a whole lot of mayo either. It's usually a pretty dry sandwich on whole yeah. wheat bread. Okay. And that's my one meal for three days a week. Like I told that to my doctor. He was like, you eat better than I do. It's like, then I don't know why I look like this. <laughs> yeah. I feel you. Genetics suck. <laughs> yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> yes they do life is short well and that's like I don't have any other vices except eating I don't drink I don't smoke I don't do recreational drugs all I do is right. I don't want to make that miserable but I guess I have to for a little while yeah I mean um, if you find an app that will let you track your your food and your water and all that stuff, um, I use one called My Fitness Pal. Yeah, I've I've used that before. Okay, I mean I just put everything in there, even when I, you know, go off. I had pizza yesterday, but <laughs> I still put it all in there to see where I land up. Okay. And in most cases it's, it's around the number of calories that I plan to eat. So, but I mean, I read labels now I look at stuff and go, Oh, that's 39 carbs. Nope. <laughs> not going to get it. <laughs> but fortunately some of the low carb stuff coming out is now better tasting. Um, Arnold has a low carb, um, bread and hot dog and hamburger buns okay. uh mission tortilla has a low carb version of them right so you know i mean another thing that could be doing it for you is the gluten yeah because my doctor said stop gluten stop sugar stop carbs and that's when i really started to see a, a change really so how do you if do you cook for yourself like like uh, yeah. Okay. So how, like, if you put, if you had like a chicken breast and like vegetables or something, how are you measuring how much you're eating? Are you actually weighing stuff? 
Uh, no, I know what a serving size should be. Okay. And with this my fitness pal, you can actually put in because there's this this keto entree stuff called Kevin's. Okay. Where there's like a couple of different chicken, a couple of different beef. Um, you can put Kevin's, you know, coconut chicken, and it'll come up in the search. Okay. But yeah, but it's all about the right vegetables too. Yeah, see, that's all the shit that I like. I should like. I mean, this the spinach is good. But you need other green vegetables. Like I've been eating a lot of broccoli. No, I eat broccoli too. I mean, okay. There's definitely like other things that go into it. It's just, um, you know, it should be like doctors have always said, oh, you can have as much vegetables and fruit as you want, and then they're like, well, no, you not that we don't really mean that. Right. And right. it's like, what? <sighs> okay. <laughs> Every day there's something else coming out in the news that's bad for you. So it's like, all right, what the hell? Yeah, uh, it's it's totally hard to figure that shit out. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, it is. at one time he was like, I'm never going to tell you to not eat fruit and vegetables. And then now he's like, oh, you got to slow down on the fruits and vegetables. And I'm like, what? but I changed based on what you wanted me to do. I'm like, like yeah, I'm but sticking to vegetables- that. Vegetables. Vegetables like carrots and corn are and peas are really high in, in sugar. Okay. So, I mean, I love some corn on the cob, but I don't have it that often because I know what it what it will do to me. Right. Okay. So, yeah, there you have it. All right. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> How to eat better with John. There you go. I'll be I'll be posting recipes <laughs> on the Facebook page. Yes. Okay. Well, that's all. Awesome. Maybe that's where we'll, we'll we'll derive the clicks. There you go. It's all about the clicks. Yep. So, did you watch anything good this week? Uh I did. Okay. Um. Ahsoka was another good episode. It, I I love the callbacks to Rebels, like the Pergil, you know, the the space uh, mm-hmm. whales. Yep. Um. Hopefully, in the next episode, we see Thrawn. It's an amazing time to be a science fiction fan. Mm-hmm. Um, the stuff coming out from Star Trek, stuff coming out from Star Wars. Um. This to me was the best episode they've done so far. Um, It's there's, and there's been a lot of talk online since it aired about um, a lot of people knew that Ahsoka was young during the clone wars. Right. But when it's in animation, it's harder to tell exactly how young she's supposed to be. Right. And this made it crystal clear that she was like 14 when the Clone Wars happened and she was training with Anakin. Mm-hmm. And Anakin during this time was like 19. And so you have right. these two kids that are in charge of all these soldiers that are just trying to survive. And 
it's it's interesting when you think about the Jedi that we've been exposed to now um, with Ahsoka and even Kanan and all of these Jedi Knights that were just Padawans at the time of Order 66. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and what that must have been like and like the PTSD that they experienced through watching their clones turn on them and like not knowing what to do because they thought they were being inducted into the Jedi order that were the guardians of peace. Right. Instead of generals of war. And so Mm -hmm. it's fascinating to watch. It, it brings into sharp focus exactly why Ahsoka is the way she is. Right. And it's, it's been an interesting watch because I've had all these preconceptions of what Ahsoka should be. And, you know, I've seen every episode of all of the animation and like looking at what now seeing her in live action as a kid, what that like, I could only imagine like if she, if it was a real character or a real person, what that must've been like to go through. And it, it makes me think about Balin. Um, Cause we don't really, we haven't really gotten a sense of what Balin's, purpose is in the show except that he has talked about he doesn't want to start a war he wants Thrawn to start the war and if you do the math Balin was probably around Anakin's age during the Clone Wars he was more like a contemporary of Anakin I mean he even says that he knew Anakin in the order and um all if all he's known is war and he's one of those people that's dealing with the fact that he thought he was going to one thing and he was actually being trained as a general of war. Then all he's holding on to is this idea of him being a soldier. So yeah. he, like he's now given that to his Padawan and his Padawan is now like a super soldier. And so like, is he just wanting to carry on like that idea of war instead of peace? So it's, it's opened up a lot of like ideas that are far deeper than I think a lot of other star Wars media has gotten with maybe the exception of Andor. Okay. Cause I mean, Mandalorian and book of Boba Fett are not asking these questions. You know, yeah. the the most you're getting in, in in Mandalorian is finding somebody that you want to protect. And here it's about like these kids that have been totally changed by what they've seen. So it's been interesting. It's it's definitely it's definitely going to be up there with my favorite Star Wars media. Right. Um you know, it's way better than the fucking sequels. Yeah. Somehow Palpatine returned. Somehow. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Anywho. Um, yeah, it was overall a really good episode. Um, we have Ahsoka the Weiss. Yep. 
is she is she related to Gandalf? I was so I think I think we talked about it last week. I my my idea was that she was going to walk through a portal somewhere and be back at the end of Rebels with how to stop them from going to find um Thrawn, which was totally wrong. Um, I would have liked the ghost to have gone with them. Like, I'm not really sure why it was only yeah. Ahsoka that went. Um, well, I, I think it's because Hera's going back to the council and she's going to try to run interference. I get that. And that was another thing. It was, it was weird because the week before you got the scene with the council where they were like, we're not going to send any ships you're going to have to deal like we're not dealing with this. And then this week it's like, Hey, we sent a bunch of ships to come get you. Right. But why couldn't you send the ships before? Right. Cause Ahsoka was quite like, she was responsible for a lot of the stuff that went on during the rebellion. Right. Like she was fulcrum at, at one point when the, when the rebellion was getting off the ground, like it doesn't make a lot of sense, but. I'll trust in Dave Filoni at this point. Yeah. Hey, he brought Captain Rex back. He did. So hopefully we'll see him again. I'd like to see old Rex. Yes. I think that'd be cool. Who looks a lot like Boba Fett. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I think it was a really great episode. Um, Having Hayden Christensen back. I thought the de-aging looked really good, especially like Clone Wars era Anakin. Uh-huh. Um, because we hadn't seen him at that stage. Um, and I thought the the chemistry between him and the kid who played young Ahsoka was really good. I thought like that's a relationship that you hadn't seen in anything except animation and I think they were able to bring that to life in a really good way and that the that young actress is also the the actress who played young Gamora in uh, Infinity War yeah it must have been Infinity War and during the flashbacks yeah Okay, to backtrack a little bit, did I I tell you about the the director I worked with last week? Mm, no. In that scene, she played Gamora's mother. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so there you go. Six degrees of Star Wars. Exactly. Um. Yeah, she was also she was also in that movie Sixty Five Million that I I, I had talked about. A couple of weeks yeah. ago, she played the young girl in that that didn't like speak the same language as Kylo Ren or, or whatever the fuck his okay. name is because he's in it too. Right. But I thought she did. She did really well for bringing young Ahsoka to life. Right. I'm a little surprised that they didn't overdub her with Ashley Eckstein. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I think not having Ashley Eckstein do the voice or be be the live action Ahsoka was the right choice. So do I. 
But uh, Dave Filoni and seems I, to be very um, loyal to the people that he's worked with. He is. He is. And I actually worked with her last week, too. Well, <laughs> different segment, but had no idea who the hell she was after <laughs> working with her years ago. I was like, because she was in like this hot pink rhinestone pantsuit. I'm like, who the hell is that? <laughs> she trying out for Barbie, too? Yeah. <laughs> But she's lovely. <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, what have you watched this week? Um, uh, so I watched that. I watched. I caught up on uh, Only Murders in the Building. You saw the most recent episode? Yes. Okay. Yep. Where, um, um, Steve Martin's being replaced by um. Matthew Broderick, Matthew Broderick. <laughs> which was genius. And then, and then the he calls to the, to, um, Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Yeah. Yes. That, I mean, that was just genius. I'm surprised. I'm beginning to go ahead. I was going to say, I'm beginning to think that Tobert is the killer. Ah, uh, possibly. I don't think it's his brother. Um, well, unless his brother made a deal with somebody to kill him. Uh, possibly. I, I think it's too on the nose. I think they've always tried. Yeah. They've tried very hard to like hide the killer until the last possible moment. Um, but, yeah. But Tobert is definitely a suspect. It would it would stand to reason that um, Mabel fell for a killer, right? Yeah, I don't think it's Meryl Streep. I don't think it's Andrea Martin. Yeah, there's how many episodes left? Two, three? There's ten, right? Uh, yeah, three more. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now, go ahead. Now, now she's kind of deserted them. She's like moved out of her apartment. She's got a new pat podcast. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's kind of weird. Well, that's so she can't do another season. Oh, is that it? Uh, I don't know. Because she's got so much going on. Who knows? Who knows how long Steve Martin wants to do this for? Well, that's true. That's true. Speaking of Steve Martin, did you see the story um, yes. about Miriam Margulies? Is that her name? Yep. Did I get that uh -huh. right? Where she yep, basically said that he was very disrespectful and like punched her in the face and during their filming on um, uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. I don't know how much of that to believe because she's kind of a whack job well i was gonna say i've if you've ever seen any interviews with her on like the graham norton show uh-huh she's out there and so when i heard this i was like is this um her telling stories to sell books not thinking anybody's gonna call her on it right because you know in England, they just like carry on with the story and it's not like 
ah, ha, 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 let's move on to the next thing. Right. So she had also told a story a couple of years ago about Arnold Schwarzenegger would purposely fart in her face in between right. takes. And he never yes. said anything. He just let it go. But come on. Even Arnold wouldn't be like, I'm going to fart in your face repeatedly just because I want to. Like, it's it sounds a little fishy to me. It does. And in any interview I've seen, I get the impression that she really likes being the center of attention. Yes. Yep. Like, like. Yeah, I mean, some of the stories she's told, it's like, mm, I don't know if that's true. Yeah, and, and you know, Steve Martin and Frank Oz both came out and were like, that's not the way I remember it at all. Right. Right. I mean, maybe she, in her mind, because so much of the action was him abusing his hygienist, that it was personal. But as an actor, you've got to know. Right. I mean, I can't picture Steve you, Martin I'm like sure staying it was in character. In the story treatment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah. So yeah, I saw that and I wrote that down. Having I was like, oh, I got to talk to John about that. <laughs> Because, I mean, it was yeah, only a week ago that, that Martin Short was being attacked for being unfunny. Right, right. Yeah. I think they do it for the controversy, for the attention, all that stuff. I mean, you would think that if, the, if you were writing a book that accused somebody of, like, abusing you right that there'd have to be some kind of thing from the publisher to be like we need to like verify something right because can't he turn around like sue them now for like defamation mm. or libel or whatever I don't I don't know what it's called when it's written down it, it's like it's libel if it's in print okay but I don't I I think he could go after her and the ghostwriter Okay. More so than the publisher. Well, something like somebody had to have read that and been like, whoa, we're accusing somebody of like abuse. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. She's weird. So all very weird. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. Um, did you see that Disney plus is going to release a colorized version of werewolf by night? Oh, why? I don't know I because liked, they're desperate. I liked the whole look of that. Like yeah, the, the it was made to be in black and white. Like what the fuck? Right, right. I wonder if they filmed it in well, if they filmed it in color and then processed it. That they, unless they're shooting on film, there's no way to acquire an image in black and white. Yeah. Um, and keep the quality. They they'd have to shoot it in color and then desaturate it. But I mean, it just it feels weird. Like, it feels like a little desperate. Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, Upload is going to have a third season on Prime. 
I can't remember when the last episode aired. Oh, it was a couple of years ago. Yeah. Did do they have a um a release date for season three? Uh it says October twentieth. Oh, sweet. Yeah. And this is the final season, right? Didn't they say like it was three and out? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I like that in their official release thing for it, it says that season three will be part of the savings, convenience, and entertainment that Prime members enjoy in a single membership. Yeah. Well, you don't have anything else on there. Right. Worth watching. Well, that's good. I like that show. Yeah. It'll be nice to be back. Yeah. Did you watch anything else? Um, a couple of things. I've been trying to catch up on Star Trek Lower Decks. I, I just did. Since I'm, I'm still, I'm just finished season two. Oh, wow. You got a whole other season and we're three episodes in on the fourth. Yeah, I know that. Well, that's why I, like I saw that it would, it, the new season had started and I was like, I really need to kind of like catch up on this. Um, I, no, I'm halfway through season three. That's okay. And season three only okay. has 10 episodes. So. Right. Um, uh, I enjoy it a lot. I thought like it's it's one of those things that starts out as as nothing but comedy and as it goes the writing gets better and like yes. it kind of gets more serious in a way like like end of season 2 was like kind of tense. And I was like this was not what I was expecting from a comedic Star Trek show. Right? But I mean I think it's great. I think who's ever writing it yeah. is 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 a Star Trek fan for sure. Mm-hmm. And there's all kinds of little Easter eggs and shit in the, in the not just in the dialogue, but like in the backgrounds of stuff. So I mean, oh yeah, it's it's great. I'm I'm burning through it faster than I thought I would. Okay, well that's good. But I'll probably be caught up by the new episode on Thursday. Okay, at this rate. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah. I uh, I got an email this week about uh, from the Peacock Network. Uh huh. That basically said, "Hey, we'll give you a special deal that if you sign up for Peacock, you get it for twenty bucks for the year." So I was like, "Okay, I mean, I can do twenty bucks for a year, Peacock, and if it sucks, then." You know, I'll just get rid of it. What I right. didn't realize was that meant that I was still getting the tier that had ads in it. No. Oh. So I was like, this well, fucking sucks. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not cool. Well, I'm sure you can upgrade for six ninety nine a month. Yeah, I'm not doing that. You think that they would have uh, disclosed that? You know, to to be fair, it was probably in like super fine print somewhere that I just didn't read over. I I yeah, but what what you expect them to say? Well, I don't know. I fell for for the the scam. I was yes, you did. I was the rube that didn't read the thing and was like, 
here's 20 bucks. And they were like, ha, here's some, here's some, um, ads for shit. (laughs) I was like, fuck. So, but I mean, there's not a whole lot on there that I'm like, oh, okay, this is cool. So, yeah, I'll watch what, whatever there is on there and then I'll drop it in a year. All right. Hey, it's only 20 bucks. Yeah. And that's what I figured. Nothing like paying for a service to watch advertising. Right. Exactly. Uh, Bastards. Uh, I also watched a movie from 1979 this week called Damnation Alley. Okay. Have you ever heard of Familiar. this? Familiar. Okay. I've heard of it. So was this Go ahead. No, go ahead. So this is a film. I don't know if it was a TV movie. Um it stars George Papard and Jan Michael Vincent. And it's Oh, the dream team. It's basically the beginning the begin the beginning of this movie is basically the beginning of war games. Where you follow two Air Force um um officers as they make their way through this like weird like room after room until they get to the missile silo but instead of uh war games where it was an exercise in this movie it is an actual nuclear attack and so they have to okay. launch their missiles and the movie okay. the, the the main gist of the movie takes place a couple of years later where the earth during the nuclear attack earth was thrown off of its axis so that um all of the radio waves and all this other shit just doesn't work anymore and they know that there's pockets of survivors there's no mention of nuclear fallout because they're like outside getting suntans at one point okay um and so they're in this desert-like place uh, um, that used to be their base and the base has an accident with their explosives and they roll out in these two um, giant machines called landmasters that were these like actual functional props that they built for the movie and along the way they go to this like burned out town and they find um Oh, what's oh, what's his name? He played Rorschach in Watchmen. And he played Kelly in Bad News Bears. Jackie O'Hurley? Yes. Okay. He, they find him as a kid and he's been alone for a while and like he's a little kooky. And then they find this uh-huh. woman that's living in Vegas by herself that was a showgirl. Um and they wind up in this town that has like killer supersized cockroaches. It's really yeah. bizarre, um, but it's an interesting look at like storytelling and visual effects from the late seventies. Right. Because you turn around and realize that like Alien and Star Wars had already come out, which is what makes me think that this was a TV movie at some point. Mm, okay. Because you look at the the visual effects and you're like, oh, they were that that doesn't look good at all. But it's it's just kind of interesting because it's it's a couple of years before Jan Michael Vincent stars in Airwolf and George Papard stars in the A Team. 
Right. So like, I know that Jan Michael Vincent was a big star cause he was like a Disney kid or something, but, uh, yes, he was in the world's greatest athlete. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. It's, it's, if you can find it, it might be worth at least a, I wouldn't say a whole watch. I don't know if it's worth that. <laughs> but until they like roll out in the Landmasters, those are, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. I might check that out. Uh, I also saw an old movie. Yeah. From uh, 1982. Okay. Uh, Night Shift. Oh. Henry Winkler, Michael Keaton, Shelley Long. Okay. Horrible. <laughs> that it doesn't hold up. Oh, not even close. <laughs> not even close. I mean, Michael Keaton is horrible in it. Wasn't that like his first thing? I think so. Yeah, some of those old movies just don't hold up. No, I mean the whole idea that they're going to run an escort service out of the morgue. Yeah, I don't think would stand up this year. No, no, that's a that's an early '80s concept that couldn't move out of the '80s. Yep. Yeah, I tried to watch DC Cab a couple of weeks ago. Okay, with Mr. T and. Um, Adam, oh, okay. Adam Baldwin. Okay. Um, I don't know when this was in Adam Baldwin's career, whether or not it was right before or right after my bodyguard, but it's terrible. Like I made it through about 15 minutes and I was like, normally I don't turn shit off, but I was right. like, yeah, I think I'm going to leave this here. Hmm. Hmm. Very interesting. Uh, I also caught up on some animation this week. Okay. Um, we'll start with the weakest. Disney's Elemental. So, it was okay. Okay. It was cute. It it was very heavily, you know, you only live with your own kind. You don't date outside your your I don't know. Uh, is fire and water are those races elements? And um, yeah, I mean it was okay. It had some some decent animation. Soundtrack had a very Indian feel to it. Okay, so a little Bollywood. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's if you got nothing else to watch. I had saw I had saw that it was on Disney Plus. I know that it tanked at the th at the box office. So, I, um, yeah, with good reason. It wasn't something that, um, I was like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna seek this out. Um, but, like, I hadn't heard anything good about it, so I wasn't sure. Yeah, I mean it was it's it was okay, it was okay. Uh, but then after that, I watched Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Okay, and I loved it. That's a really great. I film. loved. 
I love the idea that it was one overarching story as opposed to like these different vignettes and different styles. So as they were pulling characters into it from, um, you know, the comic books like Hobie, the graffiti artist, it's like, you know, he had a certain style to it. And then there's Miguel, the, the, uh, um, the one who's kind of the bad guy, but right? Not really. Um, I I loved the whole headquarters thing with all the random yep. Spider Men, like Peter Parks' car. Yeah, I mean they they pulled shit out from everywhere. Oh yeah, it was great. It was great. It was there's so much to see that I would probably will watch it a second time. I mean, and it's like like it starts out with a bang too, where like you get the vulture show up. That's like, um, like Leonardo da Vinci's form of the vulture. Uh And you're like, Oh wow, this is different. Like, like this is not, this is way better even than the first one where they were mixing styles. Right. And like, um, you know, there, there's a couple of different plots going on with like the spot and then like Miguel, um, did you see the twist coming at the end? No. Yeah, I nope. had I had no clue what was going on until the very end and I was like, "Oh, holy shit, this is this is going to be amazing." Mm-hmm. And did have you have you seen um uh the story behind the Lego universe for Spider-Man? No. So, so there's a shot there, there's a, there's a small sequence in this movie that is done in the style of the Lego movie. And, um, when the producers put out the first trailer, um, about a month later, there was a, on, on YouTube popped up a Lego version of the trailer, all done in Lego all that was shot for shot like and so they did some research to find out what studio had done it because they wanted to add a a, um, a Lego sequence sequence in the movie and when they found okay. out that it was a 14 year old kid who was coming home after school and yes. working in Blender which is a free 3D animation yep. software um, after school, after he did his homework and he put this out just because he was trying to figure out blender. And so the producers went to him and said, would you like to actually animate a section of this movie? And so a 14 year old kid got his feet wet in Hollywood because cool is that? I, I mean, it's an amazing story and that kid's going to go real far. So, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah, I mean, there there's so much good stuff in this movie. So much good stuff. Yeah. I liked the uh the Indian Spider-Man. Yeah, and like those different worlds, like when they had announced Doctor Strange and and uh Multiverse of Madness, this movie is what I expected that to be. Right. Like all these different worlds and all these setups and stuff 
That's what that should have been. And these guys just knocked it out of the park. Like with the, with the Indian version of Manhattan and then like, uh-huh. um, you know, even like spider punk was cool. And like, they had all these different iterations and it was just so fucking cool. And then they mixed like live action in with it. Right. So like you had Donald Glover as the prowler. Yes. Yes. But like live action, like and they showed like Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire and it was like holy shit. Mhm. Like this is as great as No No Way Home was. Like this was even better. Right. Like they just killed it. I mean, it was great. Yeah, so well done. The style of it, the way, you know, all of it. Yeah. So good. So, so good. Uh, also watched one other animated movie that I think you might really like. Okay. It's it's called Nimona, and it's on, I think it's on Netflix. Uh, I yes, have seen this. Netflix. I have seen this movie. You have seen it? Oh, yes. good. Did you did you like it? I liked it a lot. Yeah. It was it, it was one I, of those that my kid was like, "Can we watch this movie?" and I was like, "Sure, whatever." And found myself like riveted to it. Yeah. I mean, I love the whole look of the movie. Uh-huh. And the just the whole storytelling. It's like you think, "Oh, so this is a medieval story. It's, you know, knights and monsters and shit and then it's like after he loses his arm he's like building a robotic arm and I'm like what yeah yep and then you see the the knights on their their hover scooters yep yeah yeah it's so good it's it's very good it's it's an amazing like it kind of came out of nowhere like i had, i yeah. had not seen anything about it like i think my kid had maybe seen the trailer and she, and she okay. was just like, um, you know, it looks interesting. And I was like, all right, whatever, turn it on. We'll see. And like, um, you know, the, the girl being like a shapeshifter and stuff and like, it's just so well done. Like it's, it's amazing that it flew under the radar. Yeah. I mean, I hope there's a second one cause it's definitely left wide open. So apparently it's based on a 2015 graphic novel. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to look for that. Yeah. Uh, originally a production of Blue Sky Studios. It was originally set to be directed by Patrick Osborne. Uh, following the Walt Disney Company's acquisition of 20, 20th Century Fox, the parent company of Blue Sky, the production received pushback from Disney's leadership due to the film's LGBTQ themes, after which it was delayed multiple times before being canceled due to Blue Sky's closure in April 2021. Mm. Uh, Annapurna Pictures revived the project the following year with Bruno and Quan announced as directors. DNEG Animation provided animation, and Netflix acquired the distribution. So it's it's had a rocky road into existence, but yeah, I mean, very very interesting the way that they just ease into the relationship of the two knights. Yeah, where it's like you think they're just a couple of buddies talking, and then it's like you know one puts his hand on the other one's hand. It's like oh, okay, 
I, it's weird that Disney pushed back on that. But uh, is it though after Strange Worlds? Which one was Strange Worlds? That was kind of the Jules Verne journey to the center of the earth kind of thing, and there's a gay character in it. I don't know if I've seen that one. I haven't watched it either. But they've done they've done like, um, you know, even in live action, they've done when they redid Beauty and the Beast, they made um, what's his name? LeFou. 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 Yeah, like. Yeah. It, it's not oh, fucking Disney, man. Whatever. Yeah, uh, you can read Nimona online. Oh, really? For free. Oh. At a website called readcomic.me. Oh, okay. It's a 275-page graphic novel. Oh wow. Yeah, and and the voice of the main knight, uh, Boldheart, was Riz. Ahmed, who was in Rogue One as Bodhi. Bodhi. Yeah. Yep. And it's yeah. Chloe Grace Moritz. I think that's yep. how you say her last name. As Nimona. Yeah, it's a very, very good movie to check out. Yeah, I I really liked it. Yeah, I mean, there's it's... It's such an interesting time to be like a fan of this stuff. Right. Because it's it's all getting made into live action or into animation. Um, you know, no matter what you like. If it's if it's anime, like you liked one one piece. Right. And like that's that's a that's an anime that's been around forever. I think there's like a thousand episodes of it or something. Um and like Netflix was able to crack that code after a bunch of failed anime um, projects, live action projects. Um, this seems to be the one that they're having um, success with. So now like if they can turn graphic novels like Nimona into, into these movies that do well, like it's just a great time to be a, a nerd. Yes, it is. Like they well, are you? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say, my kids like super excited that they're turning her favorite video game into a movie. The Fri the Five Nights at Freddy's movie that's coming out. Oh yeah. Yeah, like that's one of her favorite video games, and she was like, "It's it." she was like super excited and like I guess the costumes are actually um Henson yes like animatronics and stuff so like you know it's going to be top quality as far as that's concerned right did I oh crap what's the matter <laughs> okay you didn't hang up Hello. Hello. You know, that was you, weird. You didn't hang up on me. I could still hear you. You could? You said, oh, crap. Oh. And I was like, or you said, like, oh. did I? And I was like, what'd you do? And you were like, oh, crap. And you like hung up. I was like, oh, never mind. Yeah, I clicked the wrong X. Oh. 
Uh, technology. Ah. Yeah. Um, are you excited for the new uh, In Sync song that's going to be in the Trolls movie? No. No. Do I care that they haven't sung together in twenty-five years or whatever? Should I? Did be you care about twenty-five it? years ago? No. I can't say that I was ever an InSync fan. No. No. Even when you were living down here in the armpit of America. Well, the big one down there was O Town. When I moved. Oh, down you came here kind of late. Yeah. They were like the end of they were the, the, boy, of the band boy band thing. Praise. Yep. Yeah, I missed all that other crap. Well, you didn't miss much. Which is fine. Like, I don't really need to see any any of that crap. No? No? You weren't a big Backstreet Boys fan? Or were you new kids on the block? No, I wasn't any of those. (laughs) Uh, you know, I saw. Are you going to try? What? Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I I saw that that Joey Fatone was singing at Epcot, and yep. had like Lance Bass show up and them sing like in sync songs, and I was like, oh, okay, sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you going to try the new AI Coke product? What's the new AI Coke product? It's called Coca-Cola Y3000. What? It was co-created with human and artificial intelligence by understanding how fans envision the future through emotions, aspirations, colors, flavors, and more. Okay. Doesn't that sound like a load of bullshit? Yeah, like... Uh, so, didn't they try this a while ago with like New Coke? Uh, well, New Coke was different. Okay. New Coke was making something as sweet as Pepsi. This is using technology, Chris. This is amazing. What an incredible time to be alive. When your soda is now created by computers. So, I'm looking at their website. And the available flavors are like Coca-Cola Y3000, Coca-Cola Zero Sugar Y3000, Ultimate Zero Sugar, Coca-Cola Ultimate, Zero Sugar Move, Coca-Cola Move. Like, what are these supposed to fucking taste like? Well, I they're after Zero Sugar, those are what they're called in different countries. Oh. Like, they have something called Marshmallows Limited Edition Coca-Cola. Ooh, that sounds good. Um, The beverage inspired by the world-renowned artist Marshmallow for the first time discovered the Uh unexpected flavor of of his track Strawberry and Watermelon Flavor with the same familiar great Coca-Cola taste. I don't want Strawberry Coca-Cola. Like, what the fuck? So like, where's this? Where's the other Y three thousand bullshit? Like, what is that supposed to taste like? Tastes like the future, Chris. But what does that mean? 
I mean, I guess I'm going to have to pick one up to try it to see, but I can't imagine that being good. And when does this They're bullshit all just, come out? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't say. Did you try the Coca-Cola Rosalia? No. No? No. Oh, apparently there's already... I guess it's available now because there are reviews of, on it on YouTube. Oh, okay. That's weird. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know about that. That's fucked up. <laughs> well, AI's the future. It's going to run our lives. Well, if it hasn't done it yet, what's it waiting for? Is it just waiting for us to destroy ourselves? I think so. I think it's sitting back. So, okay, so the AI creates this to make everybody diabetic and kill over from too much sugar. And then it takes over the planet. That's one way to do it. I guess. That's how Skynet got started. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, no, I hadn't heard of that. That's weird. Did you hear Drew Barrymore is canceling production on her show after she got reamed for going back against the writer strike I don't know what she was trying to accomplish I know that she had said well there are other people out of work too but it's all about the way that her show is contracted right like you can't just go back and be like well fuck right. the writers like uh, I don't know It was. it's a weird move Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, she's going to suffer for it now. But even the yeah. weirdness well, of, I... like, like she kicked people out of the studio because they were wearing pins that backed the WGA. Right. Yes. Like, how do you call, call attention to yourself? Oh, you're going to do this. Like, what the fuck? Hmm. Yeah. I don't get it, man. Crazy world. I mean, I don't think anybody expected the the writer strike and the and the actor strike to last this long. Nope. But it is, and they're gonna be hurting in a couple of weeks when they don't have the ad revenue because there's nothing new to show. No. No, and I think that's what I think that's what they're the the striking people are counting on. Yeah. But I mean, we know people in California that are now having to sell their houses. We do. Yeah. Mario. Oh, really? Yeah. He's having to sell his house cause he works in the, in the motion picture industry, movie industry. And there's no work. He should, he should move to Atlanta. Well, there's still no work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's no work there either, <clears throat> but 
yeah i mean it's it's starting to take its toll and i don't know what the future holds for these people but i doesn't look like either side's going to want to budge no i mean the the actors union was saying that they could go to 2024 well, that's only three months away. It is. So who knows? It's going to be a lean Christmas if, you know, they can't get shit together. Yeah. Well, that and then the auto plant workers. Well, I mean, they should just be happy that they have jobs. They should. According to the media. Do they not know how important the CEO is? <laughs> I mean, how dare they? Yeah. Yeah, what a bunch of bullshit, man. I don't, I guess it's because I don't understand that level of greed that, mm-hmm. that, that seems like a viable option to like fuck yeah. over everybody for your bottom line. Like, like what the money that you're going to get, like how much money does a single person actually fucking need? Once, once all of their stuff is met, they, you got money for the kids college. You're living in a nice house. Everybody's got a new car. Like, isn't that enough? Do you would think so? What are you going to, you know, what do you, what do you, you know, are you like Scrooge McDuck, McDuck that, you know, Bob Iger has his, his vault full of gold coins <laughs> that he goes swimming in? <laughs> Naked. Ew. Yeah, I, I don't, and like I said, maybe it's just because I, I don't know that level of greed. If I had a company, I would want my employees to be taken care of. Right. Like, and I know that's a novel concept in business, but I don't understand why it's anything but that, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm feel fortunate that I work for a company right now that the owner understands that it's his employees that make the company go and gives bonuses and like really decent wages for this area. Like I never feel like I'm being taken advantage of unlike other places that I've worked. Right. So like, I don't, I don't understand. Like I know that the, with the writer strike and stuff, they had basically said it's like an eighth of a, of a percent um, mm-hmm. from all of these companies. And like, why wouldn't you just do that? Why wouldn't you just be like, here you go we're all making money together. Like it, it makes no sense. So you're going to, you're going to cripple an industry to make yourself feel better. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. One of life's many questions, especially when the planet's dying, but we don't care. Oh, that's, that's, that's not real. Come on. (laughs) What are you basing that on? Science. No. Science. That's voodoo. I mean, look, there's there's a chance in a couple of years 
that we're going to get struck by that giant meteor and it'll all be over anyway. And if that happens, then, you know, who cares? But then that's when all the rich people are going to move to Mars. Let him go. I saw this. I saw this video um, last week on Instagram where it was this dude, and he's sitting there eating, and a version of himself pops in next to him, and he's like, um, "Oh my God, what year is it?" And he's like, twenty. I think he was like twenty fifty three, and he was like, "Oh my God, are you guys like living underground?" Are you guys like sheltered in place? And then he's like, no, actually, it's kind of quite nice out there. And the guy goes, I don't understand. He goes, we don't have war. We don't have greed. We don't have hunger. It's all taken care of. And the guy goes, how did you do that? And and the guy from the future says, "Um, well, it turns out that Jesus was real. And he goes, and so the other guy goes, oh, so he brought like peace? And he goes, no, actually, they raptured all of the religious people and everybody that was left just (laughs) lived peacefully with each other. Right. So, you know, maybe that'll happen because I heard the rapture's coming again. Again? I heard. That's what I saw. I saw that online. That's always such a letdown. You know, it's like the last hurricane. It's such a letdown. (laughs) You're expecting something really cool to happen. Uh. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't see where I read it. Um, but yeah, it was supposed to be sometime this month. I think it's like the twenty third of September. Oh. Well, make sure you stay off the highway that day. There'll be a lot of cars just stuck. <laughs> Will there though? I mean, it's supposed to be the people that are like the best of us, isn't that like what the rapture's supposed to be? Mm, sure. I mean, none of the politicians are going, so no, we're still going to be stuck with that. Those assholes. You don't think so? No. You think Jesus is coming back and Trump's going to be the first one? They're like, "Hey, come with us." Yeah. <laughs> Please. Very interesting times. Yeah. All right. You got anything else for this week? Uh, no. It's everything on my list. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on YouTube and Facebook and let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. Nights don't mope. We brood. I was brooding. <laughs> <laughs>